from Connecticut. I'm Erica Ducey, and this is a Vine Pair podcast conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes to give you a better picture of how the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting all parts of the business, as well as to provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm speaking with Jamie Ritchie, worldwide head of Sotheby's Wine. As most of our listeners will know, Sotheby's is a global wine business, and it has both auction and retail components, and they've been evolving quickly to respond to this global pandemic. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So, you know, I know that coming out of 2019, it was a record-breaking year for Sotheby's. So help me set the stage for listeners. Tell me a little bit about where the business was coming out of 2019 in terms of auction sales and its position in the market and everything. And then we'll move into uh, talking about where we are now. Well, uh, 2019 was a banner year for us. Uh, We did uh, close to $120 million in auction sales between London, New York and Hong Kong. Uh, That was in 18,000 lots uh, across 27 auctions uh, with an average uh, lot price of around $7,000. So we're very heavy in uh, single single seller auctions. That's uh, auctions just coming from uh, from one person's collection, uh, which obviously naturally uh, features the personality of the collector behind the collection. And so that's uh, whatever 50% of our business is featuring the world's greatest wines with the provenance from individual collections. Uh, and so that's a super important part of our business. Um, we did expand last year. Uh, we were heavily in, in, in focused on wine um, in, in the previous uh, almost 50 years that we've, uh, we've been running auctions. We were founded in 1970, and this is our 50th anniversary in September. Uh, but that's mostly been wine. We actually have expanded into spirits uh, last year, and we held our first uh, single-owner spirits auction, uh, which was actually in, held in London. So it was a U.S. collection that we shipped to the U.K., uh, and we sold it there amidst uh, some of our friends at RM Sotheby's, their car auction. So we held it sort of contiguously with them. We sold first and uh, the, the car sold second. And so, but the sale room was in amongst the cars. So this is a sort of setting the global nature of the business where we take a collection from the US, we ship it to the UK uh, and we sell it. And in fact, the, uh, the buyers were um, over 80% from Asia. So, uh, and that that sale made uh, ten made ten million dollars, which is a, a record for a uh, a whiskey sale, a spirit sale. So the the global nature of our business is 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 really uh, true. We move wine around the world um, depending upon where it was sold best, uh, and our buyers are all through, throughout the world. Um, and so, just to sort of illustrate that, sixty six percent of our buyers uh, by value last year were from Asia. Um, yeah, roughly twenty uh, percent from the US and roughly twenty percent from from Europe. So it is a global business. Um, we did start transitioning, um, yeah, from live auctions only uh, towards on- online auctions, whether that's online only or a sort of hybrid where you have the live auction, um, but, but you also have the competitive bidding online. So that has started uh, at the end of last year, um, but really, um, yeah, it was pretty nascent for us. But we were heading in that direction. Um, in terms of our auctions. They're roughly 60% um, are sold to absentee bidders, so people who submit bids before the auction, roughly 20% online and roughly 20% in the sale room. And that will vary a little bit depending upon whether the auction's in Hong Kong, which has higher sale room participation, mm-hmm. or it's in, um, in, the U- in the UK, which has lower sale room participation. And, uh, and so, you know, and w- with the spirits market, that's you know, a little bit different. So that's you know, heavily driven by Asian bidders, so over 80% you know, sells to Asia. 
um, a small amount here because the, the secondary spirits market is, is much lower here. And we're looking forward to building that up uh, and the rest in, in Europe. So it was a very, very healthy year with very strong prices. We, we actually did achieve um, some world record prices. Um, one of them was in the ultimate whiskey sale uh, where we sold a bottle of, uh, of Macallan 1926 60-year-old, uh, the fine rare label, uh, for $1.9 million. Wow. So that's the highest, highest price ever paid for a bottle of wine or, 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 or spirits. Um, and so I think that sort of indicates where the market was. You know, that sale was estimated three to four million um, and it sold for 10 million. Wow. So a very, very um, uh, exciting market, a, a, a dynamic market and a global market was, was where we were. Okay. And, and you know, you mentioned that a, long, a large part of the business is Asia and Hong Kong. Uh, how early did you get a sense that this was going to be such a huge deal? So our colleagues in, in Hong Kong, yeah, we're, we're, we're very much in touch with them. Uh, we have yeah, three calls a week um, with them, and, and I, I speak to them very frequently in the evenings, um, obviously 12-hour time difference. And so we were very aware of what was going on um, in, uh, in Hong Kong, well, in China, uh, and then uh, and then in Hong Kong, yeah, they were working uh, from home uh, for a full five weeks before we uh, started doing that, um, and so they were yeah well ahead of us. They were um, yeah informing us of the decisions uh, and, and what was going on, and yeah, they're already you know they're now back at work, um, yeah, and, and working in different teams, going to the office uh, and, and, and going down to our warehouse and sort of resuming sort of sort of, sort of normal activities. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as one can in this new world. Um, but we were very attuned to it. So we had our auctions. Uh, yeah, we have a, a big series of sales in Hong Kong uh, twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall. And these were scheduled for the beginning of April. And so they were the first major auctions of ours to be postponed. Uh, and we moved them to the, the beginning of July. Uh, and we did that about five or six weeks ago. Uh, so, so we were sort of, yeah, I guess, monitoring it from there and, uh, and understanding the issues. Right. And can you talk me through what have been the biggest impacts of the pandemic on uh, on the overall business? And then you know, what are some of the pivots that Sotheby's has made? So just before um, the lockdown in, in the UK and, and just after we closed our offices in, in New York. So we closed our office in New York um, on March the, uh, the 14th. And, um, and on March the 18th in London, just before London got locked down, we did actually hold our, our last live auction there, uh, both a spirits auction and a wine auction. And in that sale, yeah, we, we actually got a, the, a record price for a bottle of Japanese whiskey, a world record price for that, um, $435,000 for a Karazawa 52-year-old Zodiac rat cast. But it was, um, and so that was sort of the real, um, sort of the last opportunity to sell. And, and it was, yeah, somewhat fortuitous that we, we, we did sell on those days. Um, and yeah, the market was, you know, was, very, very, um, we're still very buoyant, um, and yeah, with with Asian participating bidding. So what what's happened since then um, has been uh, an extraordinary set of challenges for us as we've um, looked at our global auction business um, and figured out how do we drive our revenues um, in the first half of the year. And so we have taken uh, roughly six to eight million dollars of uh, of what we're selling, going to be selling in live auctions, and we transfer that to online-only auctions. So we know we can hold an online-only auction right now, um, and so we have yeah, that's six to eight million across seven different sales, uh, two of which are in New York. So we actually closed one a spirit sale last night at nine p.m. last night, uh, and the wine uh, our wine sale in New York is up on uh, Sotheby's.com right now, 
and, uh, and that will close next Sunday. We have two in London uh, scheduled for May, and we have uh, three in Hong Kong, uh, one spirits and two single owner wine sales uh, scheduled for for May and, uh, and and June. So between now and uh, and and mid June, we'll sell yeah six to eight million dollars online, and in online only auctions. And now we're planning um, for for how do we sort of resume the rest of the um, the um, auction business. And so we're planning. Um, so either live sales, if we can convene a live audience, and my suspicion is is that's probably unlikely, but we're planning what we what we're sort of calling studio sales, where we can have uh, an auctioneer uh, live selling the sale. We can have the online bids data entry being done from from a sale room, and we can have the, the our colleagues on the telephone with clients, but not with any actual clients in attendance. So. So long as we can convene ourselves into a um, into a place where we can do that, then yeah, we're, we're very fortunate. Um, unlike our some of our other colleagues, you know, no, no, we don't display any wine. It's all sitting in our temperature control warehouse. So we have some advantage um, in that we can um, in that we can continue selling. So as long as we've inspected the property and and uh, done some of the photography, then we can um, yeah, we can we can do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, at the same time, uh, our colleagues uh, in a, in our business the. The auction business. All of our colleagues have been working remotely at home, um, and uh, and the same for our retail team in terms of the sales team and the operations team. Our warehouse has remained open throughout this process, um, and our colleagues are um, and and our warehouse and, and our delivery team uh, 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 have been working uh, throughout. So that means that we're actually uh, using their resources to to continue to um, catalog and and, uh, and photograph property mm-hmm. uh, because our, our issue is that we obviously can't sell anything we haven't seen and inspected um, and so we're going through that process uh, remotely with specialists working from um, from photographs and screens interesting as we do that so so that's been a, 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 another pivot for us yeah and you know I've been I've been hearing um, you know about uh, some restaurants now you know looking to sell off portions of their sellers to open up operating capital and cash flow are you seeing that migration yet well that that is yeah they, they've been fortunate by the um, by, by the the government to, to be able to, to sell wines in a variety of different ways um, our understanding is that that, um, that the regulation for them to be able to sell for a licensee to sell at auction um, is it remains a, a challenge, um, and we would hope that um, that the, the state liquor authority might um, might change that um, and review it so that uh, the restaurants could sell at auction um, and therefore raise much needed cash for them. Right, right. And I, I'm curious to know. So, for the online auctions that you've been doing, are you finding that those have the same level of sales, both um, volume and value, as uh, the in-person auctions that you know people are more used to? So I, I think the frequency and the value. So, so we're selling much more frequently um, in in terms of value and volume. So um, less at a time, um, but but more frequently is the route we've gone to. Mm-hmm. We've been doing two week auctions. Uh, I think we're gonna um, we're, we're gonna be moving towards a shorter period of time. So probably moving from two week auctions to one week auctions, and even doing some um, 24, 48 hour sales. Uh, in terms of the the yeah that we just had a yeah. 45 lot uh, auction of spirits, uh, which closed last night. Uh, the the it closed raising 1.4 1.45 million, so averaging is high in spirits, um, averaging 32 thousand dollars a lot. But yeah, that's 45 lots. Normally in a in a in a an auction, you know, live auction, we're selling yeah hundreds or thousands. Um, 
And so, you know, with our wine auction, we have about 300 lots up. And so we, you know, the frequency is, is different. I think we're also seeing roughly, I would say, uh, less than 10% of the volume we normally see on the market um, at this time of the year. Oh, wow. So with with that smaller volume, I think you know, we're seeing strong demand. We, you know, There's an audience of, of, of our, our clients who are, uh, are forced to be at home um, and therefore you know, may, may be paying more attention. And so with a smaller volume on the market, we have strong demand. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, I, I think that's the nature of what we'll do is, is yeah, increase frequency, play around with the timing of auctions, um, and yeah, it will evolve to being uh, more continuous auctions than than sort of themed auctions as we sort of gather momentum um, and continue doing this. Okay. And then, why do you think that there's a smaller volume right now on the market? Well, that, that's just our, everyone's processing ability, um, and so yeah, we can only sell you know, what we've already inspected and, and photographed in the warehouse, or you know, what we can process in the meantime. And yeah, whilst many of us are, 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 are smartly um, and rightly staying home. Um, and working from home, yeah, that, the, those processes, you know, we can't go and pack cellars. We can't, um, yeah, pick up the wines in the same way we used to. Um, we can't move move wines around in the same way, and we can't um, access them or, or inspect them. So, there's there's going to be a, a shortage of wine on the market compared to to normal, which will mean that um, that a I think prices hold up um, steady because yeah, there is less wine on the market, and b you know when um, yeah as uh, things resume. I, w- I won't say to normal, but but to um to whatever the new normal is. Then the evolution of what we can do and how fast the the market can can pick up uh, will be limited, and so therefore that's going to sort of um you know, ha- have a delaying effect in terms of of how quickly we can resume um, all of us generating our business. Yeah. Okay. And tell me a little bit about the retail business. So how has that changed um, since everyone went into lockdown? So the, the retail business uh, for us, um, yeah, we, we closed our, our building on March the 14th. Uh, and so it's, it's continued at SotheBeesWine.com yeah, 24 hours a day on the website. Our sales team and operations team are working remotely um, from home. Um, and our warehouse and distribution team are, are open and, and they, they can access the, our, our store on, on, on an occasional basis as they need to. So we've seen um, the web traffic, um, yeah, pick up our website, yeah, and uh, is is getting about thirty to thirty five percent more traffic. Uh, we're seeing, um, yeah, a, a large volume, um, and it is mostly, um, yeah, at the lower price points. Mm-hmm. So we probably, yeah, we have a, a very rich and deep selection of um, of uh, of wines. Our average bottle prices. Well, uh, in excess of um of one hundred and fifteen dollars a bottle, um yeah in in normal years, um and so what we've seen is the average bottle price um yeah coming down. We've seen people you know uh, getting a wider range of wines. Um, we've seen you know our, our emails you know get responses and, and you know there's a diverse diversity which people are going for um and volume and so I think. Yeah, whilst yeah, we, we saw great, yeah, good success with a Bordeaux 2005 email at higher price points. Yeah, I think most of the market has moved to, um, yeah, to, yeah, consuming more wine at home and um, and uh, more frequently. Um, and so the, the volume side has really picked up. And that, that kind of takes me into my my next question for you, which um, no one's favorite topic, uh, recession. So you know, during the 
2008 to 2010 recession. Uh, I'm curious to know how Sotheby's business was affected during that period. And, you know, if there are parallels that you anticipate um, that may we may have be able to take learnings from uh, what happened during that time and what the you know forthcoming recession that essentially um, is being predicted at this point. So, yeah, that was a, a challenging period to, to live and work through. Um, yeah, the, the, the fundamental with that was it was you know, financial and economically driven. And so the, the impact of that was, was uh, purely on the financial area. So with this, we obviously were, were struggling to be able to move around, process, receive, visit clients um, and, and collect and pick up wine. Um, and process it. So that's the, the the biggest challenge here is is how do we resume that with, you know, a staged um, you know, return to um, to the workplace, uh, and and how do we get you know resumed somewhat normal volumes you know, and activities um, in terms of moving around and picking up collections and, and wines uh, and receiving them. So I think in terms of the the retail channels, you know, they're still pretty much open. Um, but I think we have in the auction channel, we have a, a, an access to inventory um, issue, which we're going to have to work through, and that will slowly be, be released. In terms of the 2008 recession, so when, when that actually happened, I was in Hong Kong setting up our, our Hong Kong auctions when Lehman Brothers went down. Um, and yeah, very quickly, we were very, very fortunate that in January um, 2009, the, the mainland Chinese started buying wine uh, and fine wine. And really, we, we had our first auction in April 2009 in Hong Kong. Um, and uh, in 2009, we sold uh, $14 million worth of wine in Hong Kong. The next year, 2010, we sold $55 million. So that ramp up was just enormous. And, uh, and so yeah, we were fortunate with the wine market that we bounced back very, very quickly, much faster than any other of the categories that Sotheby sells. And so we re- really were a leading indicator. Um, and it was all driven by Asian buying. Um, and so we were fortunate that the, the change in, in, um, in, in duties and taxes in Hong Kong went from yeah, 40% to zero, which enabled us to, to move the, the wine to Hong Kong for the price of a container, which is you know, $10,000. So, so that really brought our market back very, very quickly, um, and uh, and so whilst yeah the U- U.S. was uh, was was really struggling and, and prices were, were were down here, the the global market picked up because of Hong Kong, and, and we were yeah we were shipping um, the majority of our wine to Hong Kong for sale. Um, so, so Asia was the first one to pick up, and I think Asia will be the yeah is already sort of um yeah getting back to a more normal life. And I think so. That's going to be the same with this. Um, yeah, Asia is already coming back to more normal life um, than, than we are, and so I think yeah, we may um, lag them um, yeah for, for for some time as to how do we um, how do we we get back to life. I think um, we'll see uh, some of the supply side. So some of the supply side. So the, the people say that the, the auction business is driven by uh, the three Ds: death, debt, divorce. Um, yeah, for wine, we had doctors' orders. Um, and I think yeah, a, a couple of those, um, yeah, sadly, yeah, the estate sales will probably um, will probably appear um, to, to, to 
to increase supply, and also you know when related to, to the um, the economic cycle, yeah, debt um, also plays into it. So um, so those two Ds will probably become more important than they have done in the past, um, and they were the same with the um, with the two thousand eight recession. Right. Um, and so supply changes a little bit. Um, in terms of prices, yeah, I think yeah, we're still too early to know where our market is because, as I said, the, the 10%, the fact that only 10% of the volume is coming through the market means that prices are, are, are strong and, and there's good demand. I think when we see a more normal um, flow of property uh, and, and sales levels, then we'll really be able to gauge where the market is um, and, uh, and understand what that, dyna- what that dynamic is and how it affects it. So I think it's going to be a, you know, that, that was in 2008, it was, it was you know, uh, sort of off a cliff and then um, and then for us in wine a faster recovery than it was for other areas mm. uh, I think this time it's a more gradual downturn you know at the moment we are our prices are all holding up um, and we've even been setting some record prices so I think yeah as we see this go through um, it'll be a slower evolution a slower curve um, in terms of how it affects the market and my guess is it, it won't be um, as deep um, or as consistent, I think your yeah, people still we see that um, that drinking wine or, or spirits, um, the, the enjoyment of it, the sharing of it, um, it's a life enhancing um, um, beverage, and so um, and I think that that will mean that we're, we're, and, and the consumption levels are, are, are certainly at, at the moment I think um, yeah staying strong. So um, and, and so I, th- I think that our market is unlikely to see the same. Um, the same effects that 2008, 2010 yeah, recession really happened. So my guess is, is, is I'm hoping that it would be less deep than that and less sudden uh, and more even. And, and just wrapping up, uh, tell me, looking into your crystal ball, what do you anticipate that the lasting effects of this pandemic will be, say, looking 18 months down the line on Sotheby's business? Uh, I think the acceleration to all forms of technology. So, yeah, we were already, you know, we were uh, we're planning progression into um, online only auctions and high and, and yeah, studio type auctions. Um, that that's been massively accelerated. Um, yeah, how do we view the technology? How do we improve it? How do we make it, um, um, yeah, more fun, more interactive? Um, is certainly going to be a, a an evolution, and, and there'll be less, there'll be fewer live auctions um, and more continuous auctions um and so i think that move is is accelerated by you know two to three to five years in terms of how fast it happens wow i think remote learning um and doing everything remotely um is is with us to stay and i think that's whether it's communicating uh, our zoom cocktails and, and our communication with our friends and families all around the world will continue and i think that will stay with us i think the, some of the regulatory stuff is interesting because yeah, we we have a very very highly regulated um, environment in the US much more so than the UK or Hong Kong um, which has very light regulation uh, and so I think uh, and would hope that the regulatory authorities might um, enable a freer flow of goods and a more sensible approach um, to the regulatory environment and the US than they have done before. And I would hope, hope that some of the opportunities uh, that we're seeing here enhance that um, and enhance the freedom of, um, of uh, opportunity for people to enjoy the wines and spirits they want to drink. Yeah. And, um, and I think that, that people savour, you know, I think people realise that they, they uh, want to spend time together with their friends and family, that they savour those moments and, um, and that enjoying wine or cocktails or spirits 
um, enhances those occasions. And I think people will be um, more tempted to dig into their cellars, uh, drink the, the good things, share them with friends and have good times. And I think that um, that, that will um, that's a great news for, for all of us in the wine and spirits business, um, because I think that's, you know, that, that's going to become more important for all of us um, and as it should be. So I think so communication and, and how we share and, and how we do things, whether that's virtually or, or in person, um, will become ever more important. Yeah, absolutely. And the regulatory environment that is with every guest that I've had on, that seems to be um, a resounding uh, vote of support for loosening regulations in the U.S., whether it's buying cocktails on premise or enabling restaurants to um, you know, move their move their uh sellers on auction, for example. So I think there's a, a lot to be done there. And we'll have more about that in the, the coming weeks and months, I'm sure. So thank you so much for making time to talk with me this afternoon. It's been really enlightening. And I think it's just fascinating to learn what's happening with Sotheby's business, um, especially given that it's so global, and you're really touching all parts of of the world with um, with the wine and spirits auctions and sales that are happening. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and hosted by Zach Jabal, Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my VinePair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the VinePair team for their support. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.